What's up, guys? Rick here with your betting in one and done preview for this week's AT&T Pebble Beach. And this thing has just been blown out of the water thanks to Dustin Johnson WDing from this event. We will talk about that. We'll go through some matchup plays. We'll look at maybe some viable starts for a one and done league that you might be in. So that's what we're going to do. Also, uh, keep in mind that if you would like to join me on Wednesday, there are two chances to do that live on the Rick Run Good YouTube channel. First off, 3 p.m. Eastern time. That is the AT&T Pebble Beach live chat weather, ownership, question and answer, whatever you want. And then 8.15 p.m. Eastern time, the Jock Market Power Hour with Joe Idoni and myself talking through Jock Market, which is stock market DFS for this week's Pebble Beach. It's unbelievable. There's a lot of money to be made. It's a lot of fun. You can bid on golfers. It's 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 craziness over the course of, of a week. Uh, so join me for that. Otherwise, I, I don't think I have any other announcements. I don't know. Go watch the other videos on the YouTube channel. Hit like and subscribe. I don't know. Do all the normal stuff. Let's jump into this week's Pebble Beach. What you're looking at right now, if you're watching on the video version, is the tournament simulator, the tournament predictor tool on rickrungood.com. Man, this thing has been through the ringer in the last uh, day or so because Dustin Johnson opened at 4-1 to in this field. It was historically some of the shortest odds we've ever seen in a full field event. Uh, Rory at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, I think in 2020 or 2019. Uh, last year, Justin Thomas at the Sony Open. Both of those guys were 5-1. to We really haven't seen in the last couple of years a 4-1 to player. And then Monday evening, Dustin Johnson withdraws from this event. So now what? Uh, not only does a favorite withdrawing uh, create a crater in the odds, but also a historically short favorite withdrawals, creating an even larger crater in an already top-heavy field. John Rahm did this a couple weeks ago at, what, the American Express, right? Uh, I think he was 7-1. to one. He withdrew. It, it, kind of, it, it definitely moved the numbers. Uh, what we're seeing now in, in a world where we're getting a lot more WDs, um, there's so many events, obviously the, the, the COVID restrictions and travel and stuff like that and, and testing positive, there's a lot of withdrawals. So being aware of these is critically important. And, and, and actually I mentioned it last week for John Rahm, I was able to jump on whoever the second favorite was. I can't remember who, I think it might've been Cantlay. Uh, before the number moved, I was able to get Cantlay and Berger again this week before the numbers moved because those are the two that I thought the number was going to crater on a bit more. So Cantlay in most places went from 10 to 1 to 7.5 to 1. Uh, Berger, I think I got at 18 before uh, William Hill adjusted. So you can go to William Hill or you can go to rickrungood.com slash Will Hill if you want to sign up for William Hill. I've got a bunch more states on there and more coming so that you can check that out. Um, but the they, they don't move as fast. They, they just don't move as fast. They let Dustin Johnson hang in there again. So Cantlay went from, or Berger went from, I got him at 18. I think he's down to like 12 or 14 now. So there, there is some, some uh, value to be created by just paying attention. And then looking at the simulations, the, the, the results that I got after removing Dustin Johnson from this field continue to be very, very top heavy. I have Daniel Berger winning this golf tournament 9.7% of the time. Patrick Cantlay winning at 9.1. There is no other golfer in this field that I have winning it more than three and a half percent of the time. So the way to look at that is Cantlay 
actually at at, at eight to one odds uh, doesn't win this golf tournament enough to pay for himself because he's only going to win it uh, about uh, his his implied odds are that he wins it 11.8% of the time. I have him winning it 9.1% of the time. There's no value there. There is value on Daniel Berger. There's about three percentage points worth of value. So at 14 to one odds, uh, which if hopefully you can still get Berger at, at this point, um, that implies he's going to win this golf tournament 6.7%. I have him winning it 9.7%. I think the miscut last week certainly keeps his number just a hair in check. When we're talking about the top of the betting board, we are splitting hairs on points. So, uh, I, I really, you know, it's it's to say, oh, he's, he's going to win at seven percent. He's going to win at nine percent. It matters, uh, or or if he's fifteen to one, or fourteen to one, or twelve to one, it all matters. We're splitting hairs at the top. Uh, there are definitely long shots where it does not matter on, but uh, Daniel Berger appears to be the best value on the entire betting board. Uh, Sam Burns additionally provides about a half a percentage point of value. Uh, I actually would argue it's probably a bit higher than this. You know, Sam Burns, I spent a lot of oxygen on him in the DFS preview, so I'll spare you. Go back and watch that. He really just has an unbelievable ceiling. The floor is very low as well, but the ceiling is the ceiling is winning winning upside ceiling. So um, I'll be very interested to see how he, how he plays and the simulator likes him as well. What we're also seeing is a complete just degradation of the top 10 and top 20 markets for any of the top players. I mean, literally uh, it, they're unbettable, you, you know, for, for the implied odds of Patrick Cantlay to finish inside the top 10 to be 50%, two to one, 50% to finish in the top 10. That's a joke. Patrick Cantlay is very good. Golf is very volatile. That is unbettable. I have him finishing in the top 10, 21% of the time. So, so really these books have, um, routinely offered little value in outright markets uh, and then uh, are just raking you for top 10 and top 20 markets. They are, they are really in a tough spot. So I personally mentioned I've got burger, I've got can't lay those, are the ones I loaded up on um, anecdotally. So I'll sort by odds here. You know, these, these courses where you get a, a you know a two course rotation this year and with the conditions right on the ocean, uh, you know these can play really different uh, every single round. And and what I think create it creates even more volatility, uh, so that some of these kind of long shots have a chance. And the fact that we have so many long shots in this field that I think that I think have a shot. So I think if um, if I didn't already get in on Cantlay and Berger, I probably would have. I probably would have bet Paul Casey. That probably, but I didn't have a bet in yet. DJ was still in, so it, it kind of messed up my thing. But uh, I probably would have bet Casey. You know, the number similar to Berger's. Casey won two weeks ago in the Middle East. He played well in Saudi Arabia last week. This should be a pretty good spot for him uh, with with small greens at Pebble Beach. But I'm looking at guys with a ton of ceiling. You know, I'm going to have a bet on Sam Burns. Uh, I'm going to have a bet on probably a Henrik Norlander, a Brendan Steele. Brendan Steele striping it like crazy. Uh, you can probably still get him at 55 to 1 has legitimate winning upside, has top five upside like we saw at the Sony Open uh, last year. I'll I'll probably get a bet on Steele. And then I'm just going to smash like 75 to 200. You know, just just sprinkle probably Varner and Neesmith and Revy and um, maybe even a Hubbard, probably a, who else is down here? There's one more. Lashley, I'll definitely get in on 175 to one. I'm trying to think if there's one more. That might be it. That might be as far as I'm willing to go. Um, 
which is not normally a strategy that I take. I usually have a very small card, four or five golfers that I like. This week, I've already got the two bets in on the guys that I have built-in value on, and then I'm going to sprinkle on these long shots because I think this is the type of event that creates chaos, and I want some of these high-ceiling, chaotic golfers. So that's going to be my strategy for this week. Um, Let's look at some head-to-head matchups. That's going to be much more stable, obviously, and we can talk through that as well. All right, so I uh, there are some really interesting matchups over on William Hill right now. Again, go to rickrungood.com slash Will Hill. Um, sign up for, if, if, if it's available in your state, there's just hundreds of dollars of free bets. Those guys are doing crazy marketing. Um, go, get, go get your free bets over there. Here's one that popped off at me that I need to know the answer to. So this is the head-to-head matchup tool on rickrungood.com and I'm using the date range since the start of 2020 and I want to see Max Homa versus Ricky Fowler so uh, I have this almost dead even Ricky Fowler winning it less than 51% of the time he's the favorite in this Uh, so I have Homa unfortunately the juice kind of kills both sides of this bet what would I have to do to get Homa to be a favorite here well Homa had that really bad stretch after the restart, if I went like very recent, I bet you Homa. Yeah. I mean, if you go basically this season, Homa becomes a 61% favorite. It's a very small sample size. They don't have a ton of uh, rounds. Either of them do, but uh, I, I'm, I'm much more bullish on Homa than I am on Ricky Fowler at the moment. So that's kind of what's driving, driving this for me. Let's see. Who else do I have here? Oh, this one's interesting. Norin versus Damon. You know, this this might not show up well on the model here. Let's see. Damon's been bad recently. Okay, so I still have him winning this 61% of the time. That's pretty shocking, actually. It's getting closer recently. You can see um, uh, Damon's had a downtick in his last couple of starts. Norin's starting to play better. The thing I like about Norin is his short game. He's a real grinder. You're going to miss a lot of greens at Pebble Beach. I thought that he could, he'd have a better chance of getting up and down. Um, but the model, just the terms of strokes gain, doesn't, doesn't really like him at all. In fact, I have Damon at minus 160. He's plus 100 on Will Hill. So that, if you're following the model, which has been really, really good, um, when you use a big enough sample size, that's probably a bet on Damon. And then one more. This one has got me intrigued in a big way. Jason Day and Jordan Spieth. I have Day running away with this thing. I mean, Spieth has been so bad. The, the, thing, the only thing Spieth has is last week. Uh, and while Day has been coming back to earth a bit, well, at least relative to, to Jordan Spieth, uh, I mean, Spieth has been bad for a long time, and he's had one good week, and now he is minus 105 to Jason Day's minus 118. So if you think that last week was kind of noisy outlier, you'd be pretty silly to not just smash Jason Day here. Um, now, if Spieth flipped a switch and figured it out that could look really terrible but if you think that last week was an outlier you should probably just smash the jason day number here uh which is minus 118 on will hill at the moment i have him at minus 161 okay uh let's give a quick update on the rick on the run good one and done and then we'll talk about some one and done options for this week not a single Brooks Kepka pick last week, but lots of guys with Xander, and it's a storm of Shanks who maintains a $500,000 lead, $7.2 million. Brandon K9 at six point seven. J Key, Keys Open Door, and Rex Grant round out the top five, piling up behind. I mean, between like 4th and 24th is only $1.1 million. That's a pretty tight uh, stretch there. 
Um, Sam Burns has been the most used golfer in the run good one and done. Uh, if you have not used Sam Burns yet, this might be a good week. So kind of looking towards this week and, and who might be a good option. The obvious course horse is going to be someone like a Jason Day, right? Who has done uh, literally everything but win here. He's obviously coming off two missed cuts, but he has uh, leaned on his really good short game over the years um, at at Pebble Beach. This is a, a very good spot for, for him to be. Um, I would not mind plugging in Jason Day, and there's also really not another great place for him. You see historical ownership here on the one-and-done tool. Uh, you know, he has been used... Uh, the vast majority here at Pebble Beach. And then the only other time where he garners significant ownership, or at least in the past, has been at the Northern Trust. So so Jason Day is certainly an option. If you want to go further down the board for another course history guy, it would be Kevin Streelman, right? Um, there is no Pro-Am version of this event this year, which means we're not going to see Larry Fitzgerald, Kevin Streelman's partner that has been so great over the years. Um, and here you see Streelman. Oh, oh I did not... I. Did not unselect. There we go. Kevin Streelman. Now I've got it. Um, and you can see Streelman. Uh, the only other place you probably consider him would be the Travelers. That's where he's had a, a great stretch of of golf as well. Or at least he finished second there last year and he's popped up at times. So uh, Streelman is an interesting option. I, I think for, for me... Um, I'm in a lot of different leagues. And I'm in a lot of different scenarios where... Um, you know, I, I either I'm I'm either five weeks in or I'm 15 weeks in or 16 weeks in. If I've not used Sam Burns in the Run Good one and done yet, I'll probably use him here. I also play in the the thousand uh, dollar fantasy golf championships um, uh, one and done, which to me there's only 33 of us, so I go super super chalky in those. So I don't know if it's just a great spot to run out. I actually think I've already used Cantlay. I actually might have used Cantlay and Burger already, actually. Um, but if if not. Just one of those guys, right? If this is a super top-heavy field, if they do eat up a lot of the win equity, this might be a pretty good spot to play them. So I'll have to design my pick around the strategy for those weeks, but the short list is is certainly going to be Burger can't lay for anything you need to be chalky in. Um, if you're trying to look for a course horse, it's Day, it's Streelman. Uh, a guy that I'm just super bullish on is, is, is Sam Burns, and I think he's, he's going to finally put it all together at some point. But I, I could not blame you if you wanted to just pick a – like this, if there was ever a week to be the only person on someone, this is the week, especially in a big $3,300 or $3,300 entry league. Like be the only guy on – I'm trying to think who a good example would be. I was going to say Ches Reevy. That's not a great example. Be the only guy on Alex Noren. Be the only guy on. I can't even think. I can't even find another name. Henrik Norlander. Maybe you wouldn't be the only one on Henrik Norlander. But uh, you know, you know, like the, if there was ever a week to be a lone wolf, this is certainly it. Uh, so take whichever strategy you think is good for you. Find the guy. Plan him in. And I wish you the best of luck. Let me know what you think about this week. It has completely changed with the departure of Dustin Johnson. So I'm interested in everybody's uh, feedback and thoughts. So tweet me at Rick Run Good or leave a comment below. Best of luck this week. And I'll talk to you guys soon.